anything in life is possible as long as you have a plan to get you there. And I'm a living testament of that. If I can go from being a high school dropout 20 years ago to being a best-selling author, damn. Imagine what you can do if you go to college. Imagine what you can do if you build relationships at your age. Welcome back to The Modern Teenager, uh, the podcast where we interview adults to learn about them and grow from them. Today on the show, we have Mr. Carlos Gill, a very successful entrepreneur, best-selling author, inspirational figure, influencer, marketing expert. Like He's amazing, and I'm super excited to hear more about him, hear more of his story. So first, we're going to transition to, I guess, rapid-fire questions. I'm going to ask one question. Ben's going to ask another. Uh, it's going to be super quick. We'll try and transition as fast as we can, but I guess let's dive straight into it. So, Mr. Carlos, thank you very much for coming on the show. First question, what was your first job? My first job was working for my dad's restaurant. I was 14 years old, and um, my dad started a restaurant in Montana, of all places, in Bozeman. And uh, after eighth grade, we moved uh, from South Florida, which is where I grew up. I was born and raised in Fort Lauderdale. And we moved across the country, over to Bozeman, Montana. So... Uh, I started waiting tables, and uh, I tell you what, at a young age, I was hooked to making uh, to making a little bit of money that was my own and not my parents. Okay. Um, can you give us one word to describe yourself? Uh, passionate. Yeah, I, I would just say, you know, my, my passion is what fuels me. Um, you know, and to go a little bit deeper, it's passion around being successful. I have a tattoo on my arm, which uh, which represents success. In, uh, in Chinese writing, uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm super passionate about accomplishing, achieving. What do you think is your greatest accomplishment? I'd say it's writing a book. Uh, you know, there's no other way to put it. For, for the longest time, I wanted to write a book. Uh, I did that last year. My book is called The End of Marketing. You can find it on Amazon. It's a best-selling book. It's one of those things I put off for a very long time because it's a lot of work. So when I was able to uh, unbox my book and just have it in my hands, it was really a culmination of uh, two decades now of just you know, working hard, overcoming obstacles. Uh, I dropped out of high school when I was 17 and got my GED. So again, to be able to just look back almost 20 years later and be able to say, wow, like I finally did this. And no one can take it away from me. Um, you know, goes back to passion. You know, if you're passionate about something, you're going to find a way to, to make it happen. For sure. I'm glad to hear that. Um, what's your greatest strength? Um, greatest strength, I would say, uh, is patience. And it's, it's funny because I'm talking with, with two, you know, young men and I know what it's like to be, how old are you guys? If you don't mind me asking. 16 and 17. 16 and 17. So I remember what it was like being 16 and 17, literally just like it was yesterday. I'm 36. So uh, even though 20 years have gone by, it really feels like I can tell you what it was like being 16 and skipping class. Back then, like, I was so impatient. I wanted to be 18. I wanted to be an adult. I wanted to be in the working world. I wanted to be at my parents' house. Like, I wanted all these things to happen. And I look back now as an adult, and I realize that, like, being patient and letting things happen when they're supposed to happen and the manner that they're supposed to happen um, is, is, is really a virtue. Totally different question. What is your favorite city in America? Oh man, favorite city in America. I have to say it's 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 a toss up. 
uh, between Miami and Las Vegas. Uh, Miami is, is home. It's where I live now. It's where I grew up. Uh, so there's no place like home. But uh, Las Vegas, you guys discover as you get older, is like Disney World for, uh, for adults. It's a fun place to go. Uh, it's where you kind of go get, let loose, but it's also a place where you look forward to leaving uh, once Vegas has, uh, has, has, has taken all the money out of your pockets. <laughs> uh, what's your greatest weakness? I would say my biggest weakness is I care too much what people think about me. And that's something that you know, I've struggled with throughout the years because you, know, you have mentors along the way that will tell you, you know, not to care what others think. Um, but it's hard not to care about what other people think because we're all human. So, you know, I can tell you I've been trolled online before and it sucks. It stings. I've had people tell me that my work sucks. I've had people tell me that, you know, I'm not cut out. I've had people call me all sorts of names and, and, and say things to me. And, you know, again, I'd be lying to you if I told you it doesn't bother me because I am human. But you have to learn how to, you know, kind of accept people's opinion and criticism for what it is. It's an opinion. And there's always a little bit of truth to every critical opinion out there because it's someone's perspective. And, you know, I think that the way for you to continue to grow in life is to take people's perspectives, take people's constructive criticism and really analyze it. If someone doesn't like the way that you come across online or someone doesn't like the way that you carry yourself, why is it that they don't like that? You know, I think the, the, the true testament to being a leader is, first of all, being able to listen to others, two, really being able to take criticism, and three, doing something with that criticism constructively. Rebellion or conformity? Oh, man. Rebellion. If you just conform and check other people's boxes, you're never really going to grow out of your own shoes. And we have so much, we have only so much time to check off our own boxes that you shouldn't waste it checking off other people's boxes. So it, it, can I expand on that for a moment? Go ahead. Go ahead. To a certain degree, you need to conform with what your employer expects of you. But at the same time, those that really grow, whether that's, you know, it's, it's excelling in their nine to five or excelling as an entrepreneur or even Guys like the two of you that instead of playing Call of Duty right now and streaming on Twitch, you're talking to someone like me and building up your own brands. That's, that's, that's the entrepreneurial spirit, spirit that often gets labeled being a, a, a rebel or rebellion in this case. So I am a proponent of um, you know swimming with the current, not against it. But I'm also a proponent of being different. And if being different is what you call being a rebel, then I say be a rebel all damn day. Uh, similar to one of the earlier questions, what's the most courageous thing you've ever done? Besides drop out of high school, uh, I would say get married at a young age. I got married at 19. I was a dad at 22. Uh, so these are occurrences in my life that really molded me and shaped me to be the person I am today. Um, I would say starting a business at 25 after losing my job in the banking industry, I would say being able to overcome things like bankruptcy, overcome bad credit to then be able to buy a house again, uh, being able to go from not having a college degree to running social media for big brands like LinkedIn. You know, these are all things, man, that, that require courage. What is something that you look for in a lifetime friend? 
Honesty. Um, honesty is what I look for in, in everyone, you know, across, you know, along the way of your own journey, you're going to meet people that come and go. And they're what I call acquaintances, even if in the moment they seem like, like a friend. And I tell this to my son, my, my oldest child is 14. He's getting ready to become a freshman in high school. And what I tell little Carlos all the time is that throughout your life, you're going to have a lot of friends that come and go. And they're not really friends. They're, they're acquaintances. Uh, friends are very limited. Um, so I really hold the word friend in high regard because to me, a friend is someone that isn't going to BS me. They're not going to just tell me what I need to hear because I want to hear it. They're going to be just 100 with me all the time. And they're also going to be someone that's in my corner when I need to be in my corner. And what you guys discover as you kind of grow up in life is it's very rare to find solid friends. You know, you'd be surprised who hangs around when things, you know, aren't just kittens and rainbows. On the flip side, what's the most regretful thing you've ever done? I don't believe in living life with regrets because life is all about learning experiences. Just like I, I say, failure is a mindset. We really don't fail in life. We just come up short. We don't accomplish things that we set out to do. And then we learn from them. Um, same thing with life experiences, you know, it, it would be easy to sit here and say, oh man, I regret doing this. I regret doing that. But everything's about learning. As long as you're learning, then you're always moving forward. As long as you're moving forward, you're constantly evolving. So I would say no regrets. Um, it, it, you know, I've asked this question all the time. Like if you could do things differently, what would you do? I think the only thing that I probably might've done is maybe go to college, but at the same time, I wouldn't be the person I am today. So when you start kind of analyzing things in your life that you would do differently, then that outcome itself, it's, it's, it's like a butterfly effect. It's going to change the person that you ultimately become and grow into. So uh, live life without regrets, but also learn from your mistakes. Thank you. That's some valuable input right there. So now we're going to transition over to more um, general ideas, questions about your life specifically, Mr. Carlos. I think uh, your story is very captivating. First of all, can you just describe essentially how you built up this business you were talking about at 25 and what it does and how you, how you managed to grow it so, so well? Relationships. Everything comes down to relationships. You will only get so far in life by just being smart. But I tell you what, being likable is a skill set and a tribute that doesn't get enough love and attention because people do business with who they like and who they trust and who they feel is relatable. And I've, you know, I pride myself in saying that I've been able to grow and build the career that I have today because I've built the right relationships. And, you know, part of it, part of it is, is meeting the right people at the right time. You know, I'll give you an example. You know, I wouldn't have gotten my, my book deal with my publisher if it wasn't for someone that I know referring me. Um, just let's analyze that for a moment. I have a best-selling book. There are people that tag me in content every single day. They love the book. It's made a huge impact on their career. They're telling people about it. That book wouldn't even exist if three years ago, someone didn't introduce me to the publisher that then gave me the time of day. So when I first became an entrepreneur at the age of 25, first of all, I learned marketing very fast. I didn't work in corporate marketing prior to, to that. We're talking about 2008. Social media was still very new back then. Um, but what I will say is that, you know, I learned fast. 
I learned how to fail fast and keep moving forward. And relationships I consider to be similar to a 401k account or an investment account. You know, everyone that you meet along your journey has a value associated to them. And that relationship has a value. But when you first meet someone and you connect on say a LinkedIn or follow each other on Instagram or Twitter, that connection itself doesn't really have much value. It's like depositing a penny or a nickel into a bank account. Over time, that relationship starts to mature and gain value and gain interest based on how you yourself cultivate that relationship. So if you just follow people for the sake of following them and have people follow you back for the sake of looking Insta-famous, you really don't have much value in those relationships. But if you're putting people on your podcast in this case, or you're networking, or you're going out of your way and you're asking the people in your network that you're building relationships with what you can do for them, over time, those relationships are going to gain value. And it's only then when those relationships gain value that you'll really reap the benefits of social media connections. And that's what I discovered early on uh, when I was 25, starting up an online job board with absolutely no marketing experience, no startup capital. It was tough. But as I was meeting people, as I was giving value, as I was networking online and also offline, then there were people that made it a priority to help me through introductions by becoming clients. And little by little, man, you, you, you grow. And, you know, it takes a little while for you to kind of figure things out. It takes a while for you to figure out how you're going to make money, how you're going to monetize the business, but never lose sight of the relationships that you form. I guess I just want to follow up real quick and ask the question, how do you realize that the person you're trying to cultivate a relationship is valuable, is going to add so much to your life, right? How do you differentiate the people who are going to add or devalue your life? People, people will come and go and people will show their, their, their true hand. There are people that will be in your life for what I refer to as a season. You know, one minute they're here, the next they're gone. And that happens over and over in adulthood because people all have their own different agendas, right? You and me can form a relationship and talk every single day for the next year. But at some point, I might go on a different path. You might go on a different path because that's just life. Like we're all on different journeys. And, you know, you probably have heard the saying, or you will hear the saying, like, you know, a different walk of life. And what that means, walk of life is like, we are all on a path that we're going on towards an objective of our own, which doesn't always align with the next person. Um, and that doesn't necessarily mean that people are bad or they have bad intentions, but just means that they have different objectives than you do. And that's, and that's okay. And, you know, I've got mentors of mine that they, they've told me about, uh, what they call the five minute plan. And that's living for the next best five minutes of your life. And it's something that in recent times like coronavirus and all the stay at home stuff that I've even had to start implementing myself. It, you know, you can't think too far down down the road. You got to just kind of deal with what's in front of you five minutes at a time and live for the next best five minutes. Within your business life, do you often find yourself uh, building those relationships with people that you align your objectives with? Um, that's such a good question. So I, when, when things are good and we can actually travel, normally I'm on the road every single week speaking at a different business conference. So I meet a lot of people just naturally, you know, either being on stage and people come up to me afterward, 
you know, other speakers, like, um, you know, coming home from a business trip and you look back and like, oh man, like I met this person and that person, um, you know, but I, I would say that typically the people whose kind of goals and objectives align with mine, naturally we find ways to stay in touch, you know, and in the business world, oftentimes like you'll meet someone and they'll ask you, well, what are you working on? And it's like, oh, I'm doing this. What are you working on? And you know, I'm doing this. And then just naturally it's like, oh man, like, yeah, I know this person at that company. Let me connect you with them. Or, you know, they'll say the same. I was talking with a friend recently and, you know, instantly he, he said something just light bulb went off in my head. I was like, oh man, let me introduce you to this person that I know. And that's kind of how, 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 how things happen in, in, in the working world. And again, it goes back to the relationships that you have, you know, and the value of those relationships. When you do good for others and you have no expectation of anything in return, and you operate with what I refer to as a servant mindset, then the good acts and the good deeds that you do will pay themselves off even bigger, but it might not be instantly. It might be down the road. And, and that's again, goes back to being patient. Great insights. Thank you. Um, now, as you said before, you have a tattoo on your arm in Chinese writing of uh, the word success, right? Mm-hmm. And also, um, I-, I was just wondering, what is your vision of success, not just in the working world, but in life in general? And does building uh, those like really valuable relationships with uh, the people you know factor into that? Yeah, you know, I would say um, that to me, what success looks like today is really centered around happiness, is being happy, being confident, being secure with the world around you. I think that many, many years ago, what I, what I viewed success to be was centered around money. And what I learned the older I became was that money is just an object that buys things and it helps you afford a lifestyle. But some of the most miserable people that I know have more money than they know what to do with it. And you can have money, but yet be lonely. You can have money and be depressed. You can be, you can be a millionaire, you can be wealthy and still not be happy. And, you know, that is something that to me was an eye opener. The older I became, the more I started meeting people that had serious wealth, but yet they just weren't happy in their lives. And that to me was kind of a a turning point that made me start realizing that, you know, as long as my kids are healthy as long as I'm healthy, my family is healthy, we're happy, we have the basic necessities. And to, to me, that's really what the measurement of success is all about. And that has nothing to do with how rich you are, you know, how many followers you have on Instagram, or if you're verified or not, you know, those are all things that really don't matter at the end of the day. I say that because I've never been in a business meeting ever where the person in front of me at that conference room table asked me, what car do you drive here? How many bedrooms do you have in your, in, in your home? How much money do you have in the bank? How famous are you on social media? No one really cares about those things in the real world. We only value those material objects in the online world. Yeah, I never really thought about it like that. Yeah, you're right. In the, at the end of the day, I guess, I guess it doesn't matter in like a business setting. Right when you're trying to work to a goal, they're not going to ask you how much money you have, how many things you uh, want, how many cars you own, what types of cars you. I, that's that's a lot of um stuff to take in, I guess. Because I mean, coming from somebody who's so young, right? 
I mean, I'm, I'm heavily influenced by social media, right? I do see all these material things and sometimes I mean, I have to admit, right. I'm just, I'm just a kid. I want those things, right. I want to be seen as rich, cool, famous, popular, all those things. So I don't know, just, I guess it's insightful to realize that at the end of the day, it just doesn't really matter that much. What matters more is like your security in within yourself. So I guess my next question around that is how do you know and how do you build yourself to be more secure and more confident with your abilities? And because obviously you told, you talked about beforehand, it's hard to not take into account what people say that is super negative towards you. Oh, really good question. So how do you feel secure in that? The easy answer would be time. Over time, you will just feel like I'm good with what I have. I've accomplished the things that I've set out to accomplish. So now it's just a matter of continuing to layer on top of that and continue to build. But I'd say for someone your ages or people listening to this that might be younger, I would say create a vision board and write out what some of your big goals are. And it can maybe be one or two things. And if it's, you know, you want to go to college, you want to go to your favorite college, make that your goal then make outside of that goal beyond college, what is it that you want to do outside of college? And what are the things more importantly that you're doing that align with those goals? So if it's, I want to work in broadcast journalism, I want to go to, you know, NYU, whatever those goals are actually spell out, what do you need to do to get there? And as long as what you're doing every single day aligns with those goals, you have no reason to be insecure. You really don't. I think that, again, insecurity and self-doubt arises within us because we look outward to what's happening in the world around us. Social media really being, you know, a big part of that, a big protagonist in that, in that insecurity and self-doubt. Um, but again, take it from me, someone who is older than you guys that now can look back and be like, damn, like I had to hustle and grind in order to get to where I'm at. And don't get me wrong. You know, I'm still hustling, still grinding. I still have, you know, a lot of tread in my tires. I, there are still a lot of things I want to accomplish, but I at least feel safe and secure and confident because I've done things along the way. And, you know, the ultimate validation of being successful is documented proof. And it's, it's I think, again, it starts with having a plan. If you have no plan, start building one ASAP. Um, I, first of all, I want to say, like, I, I find it really admirable that you were able to turn into the weakness, the weakness of like, um, caring about what other people think of you into almost a sort of a strength into like turning it into constructive criticism, really like working on yourself because of that. And, um, relating that to our society today, where the general standard is like a lot of people have like, are, are like really obsessed with money, even though they may not be happy, or like a lot of people are um, obsessed with like these things that really may not matter in the future. Um, do you have any solutions as to not not personally, not individually focusing within ourselves, but how we could change those uh, societal standards? Um, man, it starts with you guys. You know, maybe maybe that's the, what you're doing with your with your podcast. Maybe that's going to be the mission that you guys uncover. You know, changing society is something that requires a lot of people. Uh, getting on board. And I think we're seeing this happen now with like the Black Lives Matter movement, you know, you know, all the racial inequalities, you know, people speaking out. 
um, it's taken a lot of people to really make a lot of noise. And where I tell you guys at the very beginning when we started recording this, and you asked me, how can you grow your podcast? I said, make a lot of noise. Because that's what you have to do with anything. You know, if you want people to know that you exist, you have to make noise. You have to let them know that you exist. And if you want to change societal norms, then you have to be the change. And that sounds really cliche of me to say, but it's, it's the truth. It starts, it starts with you, man. Yeah. It starts with like, I guess, personal conversations be like, Hey, you know, there's more to life than just video games, I guess. But uh, I, I guess I kind of want to like wrap up and have, I guess, a sort of a final message that you want to say to our audience. What do you want to say? What do you want to be remembered for? What do you want to say to our audience to, I guess, say goodbye and say, take action? Like what types of action steps do, should we take after we've listened to everything you've said so far? And to follow them up really quickly, uh, is there any slogan or like quote that you live by that you would want to tell us as well? Slogan and quote that I live by, um, yeah, it's actually by Vince Lombardi. The harder you work, the harder it is to, to surrender. My mom gave me this, this football statue when I was in sixth grade that had that quote on it. And it's never, it's never left my memory. You know, when I was in sixth grade, I wasn't like the most athletic kid. People made fun of me. Uh, and, you know, I wanted to quit playing football. And, you know, my parents didn't let me quit. And my mom gave me, gave me this statue, literally just a football. Uh, and it said on there, the quote from, from Vince Lombardi, the harder you work, the harder it is to surrender. And that's been something that has really propelled me throughout my, my career. Because when you work hard at something, you, know, you don't give up just because things get tough. You don't give up because you lose a job or you lose a little bit of money or you lose friends. You just keep going. You keep going. Um, in terms of, you know, kind of closing words, closing thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say for your audience out there, anyone listening to this or watching this, um, have, have a plan, stick to that plan, but also be willing to pivot, you know, from that plan if need be, but don't lose sight of the objective that you have set out for yourself. I knew at a very young age when I was, when I was both of you guys age, in fact, I knew that, you know, I wanted to accomplish things in life. I wanted to be known. I wanted people to know that I exist. I wanted to teach others, but I also didn't know at a young age what that, what that thing would be. It was just more or less a vision that existed. Um, and over time it became apparent what that vision was. I started working in marketing. I started learning how to build a brand for myself. I started teaching people how to do it for themselves also. And that's something that propelled me to become a public, public speaker, uh, it's something that propelled me to, to write a book. Um, so again, anything in life is possible as long as you have a plan to get you there. And I'm a living testament of that. If I can go from being a high school dropout 20 years ago to being a best-selling author, damn. Imagine what you can do if you go to college. Imagine what you can do if you build relationships at your age. I started using social media when it was called America Online or AOL. Uh, I'll never forget this. My parents bought me my first computer in 1996. So I was, what, 13 years old. And that's really where I started learning quickly the value that the internet brought because the internet gave me as a kid access to other people. Now, I really wish, to be completely frank with you, that 13, I didn't use the internet just like meet girls and go to the mall. 
Uh, I really wish that back then I had this concept of what it's like to like build a network and build a personal brand. Um, and I would say for anyone that is under the age of 20 and again, you're debating uh, whether you should play Fortnite or Call of Duty um, or invest an hour in your day to network online, invest the freaking hour. Um, you know, you're not going to regret it. You know, even if you're just going on LinkedIn and networking with adults like me, you know, it, it's, it's going to pay itself off. Maybe not now, but it's going to pay itself off down the road. So, again, anything in life is possible as long as you have a plan to get you there. I think that's a great, great spot to end the interview. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you. Wow, that was inspirational, honestly. I feel pumped and motivated after that. Like, I'm going to set a plan out for myself. This is going to be awesome. We're going to do some stuff. We're going to make some noise. Uh, yeah, like, let's do it. Thank you so much. <laughs>